Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth. In today's episode, I'm talking to Janine Amapola. I have known Janine since I was 16 years old and now I'm 21. So that is five years very crazy. She is one of my first YouTube friends. We're both Texas YouTube girls, so we bond very strongly over that. But she's really seen me grow up, which can be a good thing and also can be a bad thing. She's kind of just like an older sister to me, and I love Janine so much. So I'm so excited for this episode, and I hope you guys enjoy. So let's get started. All right. Are you ready for hot seat? I'm ready for hot seat. (laughs) All right. Number one, what is your favorite Post Malone song? (laughs) Um, ever since his new album came out, the first song that I immediately was obsessed with was uh, Rich and Sad. Like, I, like, nonstop repeated it. I love that song. It's so good. And also, there's, like, a really deep meaning in that song as well, which makes me really sad because I love Post Malone. But, yeah, it's just a really good song. That just reminds me of when we were in Malibu, like, last weekend with Danielle. And you were like, oh, my gosh, I hate, what is it, Better Off? Better Now. now, Whatever. I'm so sick of it now. (laughs) It's, It's Danielle's favorite song and it's been her favorite song all summer and janine says that and i'm in the backseat with danielle and she's like so pumped she's like literally right about to sing and i was like next kip <laughs> it was so funny i felt so bad for her i actually do love that song but it was just really funny sorry danielle sorry danny okay number two favorite texas city dallas yeah dallas girl forever. you already know i know i know <laughs> dallas then austin and then houston just goodbye like it's the Amen. armpit of texas it and is. san antonio i'm sorry it's true don't come for me if you're from texas but yeah, it's Dallas and Austin are Dallas and Austin best. are definitely the top two. Yes, Texas forever. We Agreed. love being from Texas. A uh, big Texas fan. <laughs> Everyone from Texas loves being from Texas. We just gravitate towards each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, last one: In and Out or Chick Fil A? Definitely Chick Fil A. Thank you. I don't agree with In and Out. Just, just I don't agree. Just to know, I'm not in agreement with In and Out. Have you seen that like a uh, chart that's like In and Out is the most popular fast food restaurant in Texas? I was like, yeah. I don't know where you're getting your data from. And they also said Canes was the most popular in California. I'm like, in I don't, what world? I don't honestly don't even think I've seen a Canes in LA. There's where? a Canes in like OC, but there's not one in yeah, LA. That does not. It's just not. First off, their facts are off. Their facts are very off. In and Out is definitely California, and Whataburger yeah. is definitely Texas. Yes, and then Chick Fil A probably. Yeah, Chick Fil A is up there though. Yeah. I love Chick Fil A. Oh Girl. my gosh, oh, they're French fries. They're opening up one like really close to my house too. Uh-oh. Dangerous. Very dangerous. dangerous. I already drive to the Hollywood one a lot. Yeah, like, I don't need. I don't need to do that. Everyone in my school, it's just like that's a go-to place. Is that's so bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, last weekend. Actually, this was this was like three days ago. <laughs> three days, maybe two days ago. Like maybe last night. Um, we had a girls' night at Alicia's with Alicia, Nikki, Janine, and myself, and we just got on the topic of like personality tests yeah. and love languages and blah 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 blah. We were very fascinated by them. I already know my love languages and the personality test. I actually retook the test this morning mm-hmm. just to make sure that I was right. But we're gonna be talking all about that. We took the actual like love languages quiz online the five love languages and then the 16 personalities so it's like the enfj that's what i am yeah um so yeah anyway starting off what are your love languages so i already knew that this was my first love language um is physical touch that Same. is like me too like if you don't touch me i'm like what did i do wrong <laughs> like oh my gosh she hates me so like just the simplest thing of like him putting his arm around me also just so people know who are listening to this, there is no specific him. I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> Just but to be clear, like to be if very... you're single, hit me up. 
<laughs> if you're blonde hit me up no <laughs> if you're blonde tall love jesus l- but literally janine has a type guys it's so particular i'm like embarrassed but um yeah like that is my absolute love language like holding my hand showing me you care like giving me a good hug affirming me in that way um and then the second one was tied between quality time and receiving gifts so those are the other ones that were tied yeah so my top one is physical touch which is weird because people who know that about me or like find that out about me are like really yeah i wouldn't have expected that honestly yeah I really wouldn't. <laughs> no, right? Like, but it is with like someone that I'm into like romantically. Yeah. But it's not in like a PDA way. It's like the small. It's just like a a weird like a reassurance, kind of like a protection thing almost. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell if I actually like someone by how like touchy I am oh, with them. Absolutely. Like agree. the second someone like touches me, and I mean this is like obvious, but like I can just tell. Like yeah. I'm like I can. It's very I can tell. No, like, I went on a date with this dude, and, like, he was trying to be, like, more physical than I wanted. Yeah. And that's when I immediately knew, like, okay, I'm not seeing this guy again because I was uncomfortable. And I was, like, I'm not into you in that way. But I can tell, like, if a guy, like, puts his hand on my knee and I get butterflies, I'm, like, okay. Like, I'm into this dude. Yes, yes, yes. It's pretty telling. My second one is quality time. Mm -hmm. Which, that one is not that crazy for me. That one definitely makes a lot more sense. Um, But I don't. I think this also comes from this uh, this conversation I've had so much over the past, like, summer with my friends. It's, like, someone can tell you they love you a billion times, but if they are not doing anything to show you that yep. they love you, their words mean nothing. Yep. Like, that... <coughs> my li- ex. <laughs> but literally, I'm, like, that literally means nothing. Or when yeah. someone, like, does something bad to you, but they're, like, oh, but I love you. It's yeah, like, like, oh, I'm so sorry, but they never do another yeah, action to, like, make up for exactly. to show it. Yeah, like, guys yeah. have this weird thing where they're like, oh, well, I love you, but I can, so I can treat you, like, poorly. Yeah, it's like, no. I don't, I don't know where that came from. That's yep. not horrible. Yeah, so I hate that. So I think with quality time, for me, it's like you, your words can fall flat, but, like, your actions definitely show a lot more than your mm-hmm. words. And for me, that's quality time. Like, I would much rather just, like, even be doing nothing and, like, be Yeah, just, like, uninterrupted time. Like, when you're just sitting watching a movie together. But, like, you're together. There's no distractions. They're not, like, you know, playing on their phone or whatever. Yeah, being on their phone is a big one. I hate that. Yep. Oh, I hate that. Like, if you're at dinner. And I, I mean... The thing is, with our jobs, with social media, it's really easy for us to be addicted to our phones. Yeah. But, yeah, I try to make it a priority. Like, if I'm on a date or if I'm with someone I really care about, like, put that away. We, like, my friends and I always, when we're out, it's, like, middle of the table, phones are up, yeah. that's it. Just so hard to do, honestly. I can, I can also tell how much I'm into someone by the amount of time I'm not on my phone. Yes. Like, if I'm like, oh, too. I haven't even been on my phone in five hours. You don't even think about your phone. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't even think about it. I'm yeah. like, oh, I didn't even, like, That's I didn't realize super it. Telling. That's a big one. Yep. My next one is acts of service, which... That was the least for me, actually. My least one, it's interesting, is receiving gifts, but that's how I show love. Uh So it's weird that, like, I receive that the least. Like, I don't really care. You're more of a giver. Like, that's what my sister is I'm a giver, not (laughs) a taker. What can I say? (laughs) No, but if someone gives me, like, it's not that I don't like that, but I, like, I love giving people gifts. That is my favorite thing. Like, I have a list on my phone of, like, pretty much everyone in my life and just random things they mention that they like or whatever. I'm like, that would be a good gift. I have it. Like, literally for, like, a year. I'm so bad at that. No, some birthday gifts I've thought about for like a year plus like I am I love that I am good at gifts that is my funny because like I like receiving them but I'm so bad at giving them but like I feel like where I thrive is like affirming people so like the other day I had a friend going through something like really really rough and so I like wrote him a letter and like affirmed him in that Mm -hmm. way but I'm really bad at being like attentive to like gifts or like what they want see I'm bad at the I'm like oh my gosh what do they want I have no clue yeah see I'm I'm really bad at like words of affirmation I think yeah like that's something I'm trying to get better at but I'm not good at it so my third one is acts of service what's your third one um so actually it was kind of funny it was tied uh quality time receiving gifts and words of affirmation were all six and then acts of service was on the bottom four but um yeah so it's quality time receiving gifts then words of affirmation but Yeah. yeah I definitely love when someone's just like hey, I love you, or they really, like, go out of their way to affirm you and, like, really proud of you, or, like, if I'm feeling down about myself and, like, my career, then be like, no, you're doing so well, like, stuff like that. I'm like, oh, wow, that means so much to me. Like, I love that. It's not that it doesn't mean much to me. I just am, like, I'm bad at it, so I think that I'm also bad at receiving it. Yeah. 
I'm just, it's not, like, my thing. Like, I would rather someone, like, if I'm stressed out, if someone, like, does something for me that's going to, like, take stress off me, I'm like, thank you. Like, yeah. that's so, not that I really love people to do that anyways. <laughs> so maybe I'm just yeah. bad at receiving. I'll say, like, I just don't like when people do stuff for me sometimes because then I feel, yeah. like, obligated or, like, oh, yeah. please don't do that because, like, maybe it's a pride thing. I don't know. Yeah. But when someone does something for me, I'm like, oh, like, I could have t- taken care of that myself. I don't know. But, I mean, it obviously is helpful, but that's just definitely not my, like, number one thing. Do you think when dating someone that you would rather them have the same love language as you? Or, like, how would you go about that with some people who don't? That's hard because you want them to have the same, but then, like, what if it starts, like, getting too similar? Yeah. Where the other areas just completely lack. Yeah. You know? So I definitely think the physical touch thing is, like, absolutely, like, a must for me because, like, I couldn't be with somebody who, like, couldn't give me that that would just oh my gosh bye but i don't think that have to be exact because i mean i would prefer like if i am giving you strength in one area that you're weak in you know and vice Mm -hmm. versa i know i was thinking about that a lot like this has just been on my mind recently yeah i think physical touch for me has that has to be a thing yeah because that would just drive me insane and i would go crazy like (laughs) it would not be okay but i also I think quality time, I don't know. I'm like, I want that to be just like me. But also, it's, like, difficult because it's, I don't know. I think it's important to know your significant others. I know that it's important to know your significant others' love language. Because, like, if a boy is, like, saying all of these things to me, like, their love language, let's say their love language is, like, words of affirmation and gifts. But I, that's, like, the least two of mine you know what I'm saying so it's like but then I want quality time and physical touch yeah so it's like just two I don't think it's like you can't date someone like that I think you just learn yeah it's give and take and you learn how the other person receives love but like the amount of times I wish that this would have just been something that you were taught when you were really young right because the amount of times in life I feel like that I've just like taken things the wrong way or not understood it it's just because people express love in different ways totally yeah so it's just like I also sometimes like I wanted physical touch more than my past relationship yeah boyfriend wanted it and so I would be get I would almost get too clingy because yeah he was the type of person who was like I just need my space sometimes and so I wish I had understood that better as well but that's the thing is like with these love languages, it's so good to know them because it helps you learn to either be, you know, less self selfish because mm-hmm. like even though that may not be your love language, you have to adapt and to learn like, OK, what does this person need? Yeah. And like that's part of just giving love to that person, even though you may not be strong in that area that helps that other person grow. I think it says a lot, too, if you're willing to like I don't compromise isn't like the right word. But if you're willing to, like, make adjustments yeah. in order to make sure that they feel that way. like if you're, yeah. And, like, work in an area that you're not this necessarily yeah. the strongest in, but you try anyway. Yeah. Like, I'm I'll, not good at words of affirmation, but yeah. I would work on it. You yeah. Know? Yep. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Going to 16 personalities. Oh, what is your personality? Well, okay. 16 personalities is an online test. And it's basically like the ENF, whatever. People always talk about it. What is your personality type? We're going to go through these. Okay, well, I was the entertainment type, the entertainer Mm -hmm. type. And it's crazy how spot on it was because it was like, you're very spontaneous. You're like the life of the party. You want everyone to have a good time. You want everyone to be around you. But you're horrible at planning. You're horrible at planning at the future. And like everything they described, I was like, how did they know? (laughs) Because I seriously am like, I'm so bad at planning ahead, planning the future and like, knowing exactly what my vision's gonna be but like in the moment I had like the best time and like you know what I mean yeah so yeah mine was actually like I was like 80 81 percent extroverted 51 percent observant 64 percent feeling 63 percent perspective 83 percent turbulent all right guys so I just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about Folane Folane is clean beauty Folane actually means healthy wholesome and sound so this is skincare that's just clean. We are so obsessed with how we fuel our bodies, like with our diets, how much we're sleeping, exercising, all of that. But I feel like so often we kind of neglect like what we're like almost feeding our skin, like what we're using on our skin. And our skin is our biggest organ. It absorbs up to 60% of the products that we apply to it. So when you really think about that and think about the products that you're putting on your skin that maybe are not clean, it is actually crazy. Clean Beauty is also effective, so they're made with only natural good-for-you ingredients. So that means that you don't have to worry about all these like synthetic fillers 
flavors that do way more harm than good. There's already 30 restricted ingredients that you will never find in any full lane product, and that's just in counting. Like, there's no toxins, no exceptions. You can also take the skin quiz, so come clean risk-free. If any of the products don't work for you, they're just going to replace it with something does, so it's pure and simple with free returns. What I personally love the most about full lane is their clean essentials kit, so it's perfect. It's 100% non-toxic, vegan, and cruelty-free, and it's suitable for all skin types. The kit is also completely safe to use during pregnancy. So inside of this Clean Essentials kit, there is a cleanser, a toner, a moisturizer, and a soap. I'm going to brag about the moisturizer again. You guys know how much I love a good moisturizer. I've not gone a day since the seventh grade. I've said this a billion times without moisturizing my skin. It is my number one step in my skincare routine. So I have gone through a lot of moisturizers and I love their, it's the major golden hour recovery cream, lightweight hydration, and it also smells amazing. Who doesn't love something that smells amazing? I don't care how good a skincare product is. If it doesn't smell good, I'm not going to use it. So I'm absolutely obsessed with their Clean Essentials Kit. For only $22, that is 50% off, try the Clean Essentials Kit today. Go to F-O-L-L-A-I-N.com slash love. Again, for only $22, 50% off, try the Clean Essentials Kit today. Go to F-O-L-L-A-I-N.com slash love to try the kit and enter love at checkout for free shipping. Okay, let's get back to the show. What was yours? Okay, so I am... 82% extroverted, 60% intuitive, 71% feeling, 79% judging. What is the judging or what? Uh, perspective. Perspe- perspecting. What does that mean? I don't think... Perspecting? What, yeah, I don't... But by judging, that's like... No, I don't feel like that. I guess that's me, but I don't know. And then I'm 51% turbulent. Yeah, turbulent sounds bad for some reason. Yeah. Like, what why is, is it like that? I don't, I don't know. know. When it said... um like, would you rate yourself emotionally stable? I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, nope, that's not a joke. Me. No, I'm writing a paper right now in my psych class, and we had to take a bunch of, um, we actually had to take a bunch of personality tests the past week, and literally in all of them. I mean, it's been a, it's been definitely a far less emotionally stable yeah. week as is. But I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, okay, go to. Yeah protagonist you may know see because for mine so since i'm an enfj i'm a protagonist which is like firm believers in people anyways protagonist you may know this is an interesting stuff barack obama oprah winfrey ben affleck um jennifer lawrence demi lovato morgan's gonna lose her mind (laughs) but yeah um i had adele marilyn monroe jamie oliver jamie fox and Adam Levine, Miley Cyrus. Oh. oh. See, this is not what I would expect. Serena Williams. Yeah, I would not either. Steve Irwin, rest in peace. And some other people from TV. Jack Dawson from Titanic. <laughs> Dang. So that's interesting, though. But yeah, it's just pretty crazy, like, really how spot on it is. I know. Do, okay, go to your strengths and weaknesses and we'll go through that. Okay. For mine, again, I'm a protagonist. My strengths were tolerant, says protagonists are true team players. They recognize that this means listening to other opinions, even when they contradict their own, blah, blah, blah. Um, Reliable, charismatic, altruistic, natural leaders. And then for weaknesses, overly idealistic, too selfless, too sensitive. I wouldn't say I'm not sensitive, though, to be honest with you. Yeah, I wouldn't either, I'm not. I honestly genuinely am the last. I don't really care about what people think. Yeah. Like, I just can't when, relate. Yeah. <laughs> the other night we were talking about this and everyone was just talking about basically caring about others' opinions. I was like, I don't really yeah. have anything to say because I just, I think it's also kind of goes through a pride thing with me, though. It's not necessarily a good thing. Too sensitive, fluctuating self esteem. I also wouldn't say I, wouldn't I have a fluctuating self esteem. I'd say you're like really confident in who you are and you've always been that way. So I don't really think that's true. Yeah, I don't think that's, but struggle to make tough decisions. Do you think that's you? Um, it could be. I could definitely see that, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I think the strengths would be more me. What are yours? Okay, so my strengths are bold, original, um, aesthetics and showmanship, practical, observant, excellent people skills. I would definitely say good with people, really observant, very bold. I wouldn't say necessarily the most original. I'm definitely more of someone who like adapts with my surroundings. Um, practical, yes and no, I would say. Um, and then my weaknesses are sensitive, 
don't like to admit that but probably (laughs) um conflict averse absolutely like if there's drama or conflict like count me freaking out i'm leaving the room or i will sit there and just like tap my hands i'm like this is so awkward yeah um easily bored yeah i would say a little bit because i'm always looking for like the next exciting thing which it's what that says like without constant excitement entertainer entertainers find a ways to create it um poor long-term planners absolutely me like my agent will be like okay so like what's your content calendar look like for this next month and i'm like "Hmm, well about that (laughs) which is why i'm looking for an assistant because i need someone to help me with that i thought you already had one no um I have been struggling finding that as well because yeah. I'm bad at timing or managing my time. So every time I go sit down and like look for an assistant, I'll go through the emails and I, I get overwhelmed. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> and then, which leads me to this one, unfocused. <laughs> this, this really works. Literally me. I'm like, this is crazy. How did it know? But yes, absolutely me. For conflict diverse, if you are in a conflict, are you more like fiery or are you just very quiet and dismissive? Like how would, how do you handle like problems? So it depends on the person and it also depends on how that person makes me feel. If it's somebody I feel comfortable to argue with, then I will be very bold. Like I will be like, I don't care what you think you offended me or whatever. But if it's for somebody that I'm a little bit more like intimidated by, or I'm really, really scared to mess up that friendship or relationship, I'm definitely more submissive and kind of like, I'll retract and be like, okay, you were right. Like, you know, I'll be like, here's what I think. But like, okay, you know, maybe you're right. Like, I try to hear them out um, because I don't want there to be awkward tension. So Mm -hmm. I definitely like kind of retract and kind of, I don't know, get like in my little shell where I get scared, which I don't like. Like I, one of my actual bucket lists this year um, was to stand up for myself more. And I definitely think I've done that, but it's still a continual process. Yeah. For me with conflict, I would say I'm really similar. Like, it totally depends on the person and the relationship that I have with that person. Yeah. But I think, I I don't know. I feel like I've learned how to handle conflict better and have like healthy or conversations yeah. and not like flip out. I will never flip out on someone who's outside of my family. Yeah. Like if it's my family, that's different. Absolutely. And I and need like, to be better. People you've known since you were like literally in diapers. Yeah. Like then I don't care. Yeah. Then it's different. But, yeah. but even then, like my friends that I've had for like anyone who's like a friend of mine, even if it's been like 15 years, I still am like yeah. not going to. I'm just not like that. But with my family, different story. Definitely different story. If they're listening to this, they're <laughs> yeah, like, know. They will get a full ear from me. <laughs> yeah. But if it's people, I don't know. That's just something I'm trying to get better about is like actually handling conflict and having the conversations early on. Yeah. Oh, I've been learning so much about it as well because like, you know, JP came out with his Welcome to Adulting book. I need to and- read that. It's so good. And I've been listening to that. And like, they always talk about conflict and like, there's a good and bad way to go about it. And like, there's a biblical way to go about it. And so I've been trying to deal with that. And because if someone does hurt your feelings, if you just bottle it up, you will start building up all this anger towards them to to the point where like everything they do just pisses you off. And that's a very bad spot to be in, which makes me think like, oh, wow, there's probably a couple people I should talk to after this podcast. But yeah. No, I... I just want to be better about handling it like early on yeah because if you have those feelings or you start getting angry it's weird too because there's some people that I can really just talk to immediately yeah Yeah. and there's some people that I can't especially so hard to bring it up it's so hard especially if it's someone who's like in leadership over your life yes like there's conversations I should have had a year ago but not a year ago but like a while ago that now have definitely built up and have made me like kind of jaded towards a certain person that I'm like I should have had this conversation eight months ago yeah but I haven't and here we are and like that goes for not just me it's like you see that all the time but the amount of people that once you get mad about something and it starts to build up, then you just start like in your mind, yeah. you just make it, Everything your, mind, do. your mind wanders too. And yeah. it makes it worse than it actually ever was. So I'm like, this is like completely. And it's hard fault. because like, if you keep letting the time pass, then it's almost like, Oh, it's too late to bring it up now. Like why bring it up? They're not even yeah. remember. They may not even know. And then that's where it becomes really an issue. No, for sure. I wish that everyone had to take these personality tests and you had to just wear it as like a stamp, a tattoo on your forehead. For real. So then you can understand. It's like, oh, this is why this person does this. Yep. And then you just work together better. Like once you know this, Whoever it makes I so much date, more sense. They need to take this. Like, oh, absolutely. ASAP. That's the first thing I ask. Like that's one of the first questions I ask. Like I'm not even kidding. I'm like, all right, let's get let's get down to business. Yeah, like, not even with, what's, your, what's your name? It's like, no, what's your personality type? Yeah, like I don't ask Instagrams. I'm like, what's your love language? Oh, yeah. no, that's yeah. bad. But all right, gotta go. Peace like, out. No. 
Okay, but this kind of also goes into, like, values and what you value in people. What? Yeah. Like, I okay, for me personally, this is a good example. I used to think the two things that I valued in people the most were, like, trust and loyalty until I realized that it's actually just consistency. So... You, like they're consistently themselves they're consistently like there for you it doesn't mean you have to talk to them every day yeah. it doesn't mean anything yeah. i have friends that i don't talk to for like a month and they i will call them and it's just consistent like it is that. exactly how it was before you like left off not that every friendship should be that you don't talk to them for a month but it's just consistency in who they are and who they are to you and who they are to others so i've realized it's not even trust and loyalty that i care about that much because it's like everyone's gonna mess up everyone's gonna say something they don't mean everyone's just gonna not that you should but i'm not like oh my gosh you said this i hate you you know it's just consistency like what are things that you like values that you see in other people that you respect the most um, definitely loyalty and honesty. Yes. I, I like need, cause I'm such a blunt person. I'm so honest with like my friends. Like I will literally tell them every detail about everything. Yeah. I'm an open book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. I'm like, ask me anything. Like I literally don't care. Um, and like you and I have had, we've had conversations like that. <laughs> Very. Many, yeah. A lot of them. <laughs> but like, I look for that in a friend too. Cause it's annoying when like, I'm the only one spilling out my heart and my beans and whatever happened and they just sit there and I'm like okay so are you gonna tell me about what happened with you and that guy yeah and they're just like no and it's like okay (laughs) it's like it makes you feel weird because it's then it's like kind of like a one-way street where like they're only just listening you're never really getting anything back um so definitely like just someone who's upfront with me and honest with me and like also when I do tell them something that's really brutally honest that they can like receive it well or give me good feedback or just listen and care and not judge me or condemn me so definitely honesty and then just like loyalty like someone again like kind of what you're saying like no matter what you know that that they're your friend like regardless of how much time has passed or whatever when you do see them like it's just always going to click right back to how it used to be Mm -hmm. um and then someone who like wants you around and somebody who's going to always try to include you make you feel welcomed around new people and whatever so just someone who's always like has your back regardless what you said about being an open book and then talking to people who are just very like private yeah it's so weird uh, it's so weird I deal with this a lot because I also I'm an open book when I want to be an open yeah. book but overall I'm an open book it's just difficult because some people just aren't like that yeah. you know not everyone is like that it's really hard to understand when someone just isn't like you like that it's is hard because you big expect issue. it like you expect like yeah. I'm being so open like why are you not and, and then like, that's what do you just mean not you're not telling you what happened in 1997 <laughs> at 6 27 p.m like that doesn't make any sense to me yeah like come on open up yeah. <laughs> like it's but it's also like it's an understanding that people are just different and not everyone is like that but also i think not that i'm like everyone should be an open book they shouldn't i recognize that people are different whatever but there's a completely there's a big difference between someone who is secretive and someone who is private okay very very true yes and it's the second that someone is secretive you can also tell you can tell you can freaking tell oh my gosh because there's been times where i've had friends and i'm like oh they're just like a private person and then as time goes on i'm like no 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 yeah they are secretive you start seeing things or hearing things or something just starts not adding up and you're like okay yeah that is not my vibe i do not like that i do not like that either like i can respect if you want to keep your life private and you want to like not tell everyone everything whatever fine i'll get over it but like (laughs) as far as being secretive like i don't like that i can't do that like yeah. it, eventually it will come out like I don't care if I tell you a month later like eventually I'll be like okay here's what happened like yeah. I can't hold it in any longer so it's like there was one time this situation happened and I was like now nah, I'm just not gonna tell her like it's better it's best she doesn't know yeah and then like the next day I was like okay here's what happened like spilled all the beans like yeah. I couldn't hold it in anymore so I just can't be a private person even if I tried <laughs> obviously we're not saying like spill this out to like your cashier at like Trader yeah. Joe's I mean even like our yeah. close friends yes but that is the whole the whole secretive thing i had a summer me i'm about to say i had a summer of realization am i kylie jenner kylie freaking jenner no but i think i i just learned a lot about different people this summer and just realizing like why people are the way that they are and why people are so different and like working with people who are different because like at the end of the day just because we're open books it does not mean that everyone needs to be an open book like yeah. that is not how that works while it's easier for us if you're just like oh that oh my gosh so much easier so much easier but like that's fine you don't have to be like that i guess yeah. but i think this is such a random thing to get from it but this is just like a revelation i had this summer but it was talking about 
like authority issues and people who have like major authority issues and how closely that's looped to pride and i hate pride yeah so it's like i and i have a lot of friends who have i'm sure i have authority issues of some sorts but i love being under leadership so i'm like i actually love authority like i I do really really value it like i love submitting to authority i had my director on this podcast and i was talking about it and i was like i love submission to authority he's like <laughs> no one has ever said that I'll say, i've actually never heard someone legit say that no but i love it because there's like protection and there's safety in that yes. you know and yeah. it's like i want them obviously with people that i'm lucky in my life to where i have like the best leaders in the world like but i've been under bad leadership before and that was not yeah. when i was good with this like i hated yeah. authority but i look back at that and i also see how that's looped with pride with that being said there are leaders that you should not that are just bad yeah and that's just that's sad and that's how it is it's very difficult to unlearn bad leadership but i did it so you should do it too but <laughs> it just I don't know people who like respect authority and respect what other people have to say and are not trying to like yeah I don't know it's just like I've realized that as time has gone on like that is a really big red flag to see in someone and it's always looped to pride like I mean maybe not always but every single situation that I've seen has been looped to pride and Mm. then it's like anger and I don't know it just I think it just says a lot about someone when they are like hey I am am younger or I'm not as wise or I don't know this and I care enough to be a better person not only for myself but for those around me so I want to be under this authority to where they can lead me and direct me in a way that is best for me to go in yeah like I think that that is so attractive in someone and I could so not important. agree more like, like it's, genuinely. it's so important I'm like I don't make I don't even make a business decision yeah without going to like what like someone at zoe essentially totally agree i mean it's like, either i'm reaching out to my parents or yeah, pastor my dad or, especially yeah just somebody and like i absolutely agree like you know when you do look at like a biblical book of a dating they're mm-hmm. like the number one thing they're always going to say is do they submit to authority yeah and i didn't realize how big that was until my past relationship when he didn't yeah. submit to authority literally at all and it caused a huge problem yeah. and yeah and then again like it was completely linked to pride and the pride of like oh no i can do this on my own i don't need anybody don't tell me what to do and it causes so many issues because i'm like you're literally only like 22 years old what yeah. do you freaking know you know nothing and yeah. then you know then it leads that person down a path that they should never have been on if you had just listened and that's why like yeah. i also love the book of proverbs because it's all about you know like it's practical ways yeah like yeah. wisdom and taking advice from your elders and respecting people who like know more than you oh, yeah. so that's why like i cling to that now like yeah, if I move back to Texas or whatever I do, I'm like, mom, dad, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And like even teachers, I mean, the law, a yeah. pastor, like anything, it really is a big deal. I think with what you just said about your ex, a lot of it, I see this with everyone, not just in that situation, but a lot of the time people who are really bad with authority a lot of the time it leads to isolation and it leads you out of community and like yes it's safe to be in community with people like that's how you're supposed to live your life yeah. obviously there are times where you're going to be more alone and I think that there are times where you're supposed to go through like a season of like being more on your own but you're never ever like you're never sp- being called out of community like that has never happened yeah. you know yeah so it's like it leads to like a the isolation it's just not good it's which is exactly what happened yeah and then in isolation like again like that's what i'm saying like there's safety under leadership and like in the house like there's safety in that i'm like i never like i don't trust myself i'm like any decision i've made on my own bad always bad even if they're good they probably could have been better yeah (laughs) i mean it's like it's literally biblical like the lone sheep gets devoured by the wolf like story i was thinking yeah seriously that's typically how it goes so that's why like yeah, community, being a small group, or just having good friends that you're always keeping in the loop of what's going on. So important. It yeah. really is. That's another thing I've seen in relationships, like friends of mine who are like, oh, well, your boyfriend like is not supposed to be friends with your friends. Or like you're supposed to keep those completely separate. Like, don't, don't like loop the two like that's weird that's not supposed to happen whatever and I totally understand just having like your friend time and having like time with your boyfriend and like maybe like they aren't supposed to be like BFFs but it's also like I just feel like that's a really big red flag when like yeah. your friends haven't met your boyfriend of a year that's, that's that is very strange very weird I'm like that is not okay yeah. I'm someone again open book like I want my boyfriend to be friends with my friends yeah, I too. want that all looped in just 
what for like so many reasons like one accountability so you're in a healthy relationship two it's easier and three i care so much about them liking each other like they're very important like and also like people you are who your five closest people are so you can tell who your boyfriend is or your girlfriend is whoever based on who they hang out with oh for sure so that's like really telling so that's very important that's huge if you're dating someone and you don't like their friends or they don't or their friends don't like you yeah so yeah could be go, go either way unfortunately. but either, if you don't like their friends though they're eventually yeah. they're gonna be like their friends you yeah know? because if your friends are like sucky people who abuse women it's like well did my boyfriend used to do that does he secretly think that's okay does he like still do that yeah does he still do that would he do that to me like you don't know yeah so it's very important no you really don't know i think also the word submission gets like a really bad rap it doesn't mean it that does. you're like it it does not mean what people think it means it's just like it's like recognizing i don't know how would you describe submission i think what people look at submission as is like oh you have no voice you have no opinion you literally just do whatever that person tells you to do but it's no it's more like you trust another person's opinion and like them being older and wiser and you just i get i can't think of another word besides submit but yeah, yeah you just kind of like recognize okay this person knows more than me i'm just gonna trust them and follow them yeah and um just allow them to lead me and not really make a fuss about it but obviously like you do have your voice you do have your opinions you do have the right to say like hey i don't agree with you in that area but you are recognizing that like i'm not i'm not good on my own Mm -hmm. and i need someone to help like lead me in a better direction there are also definitely times when you're not going to agree with them. And also that's where like your discernment and your decisions come yeah. into play. Like it doesn't mean that whatever they say you have to follow, but I think at least giving them a chance and like hearing them out is healthy and smart. It doesn't mean that you're any less of your own person. And right. it doesn't mean that you're any less like independent or like whatever it is. It's just recognizing and like, making smart decisions essentially yeah Yeah. I'm like I don't ever want to I don't want to be in a place in my life where I'm like I know what's right or I'm always right or like this person like they work for me like I'm like you know what I'm I don't like that dangerous spot to be it's a very dangerous spot it's not it's not cute very tacky (laughs) it's not cute nope (laughs) I don't like it at all okay we're gonna talk about the book uninvited uh yeah I haven't (laughs) read that in a good while I haven't either it's actually a Peeked it open like maybe a month ago and was like looking at all my highlights again. And I just remember like, if you guys don't know what the book is, it's a book um, by Lisa Turkis. I, her- I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I think her name is Lisa Turkis. Yeah. Um, and it's called like what to do when you feel less than lonely and left out. And it's all about feeling just like that, that loneliness and like that sense of rejection by friends or parents or teachers or whoever. But when I was going through a breakup or even just like, feeling really really down about myself that book helped me so much that book is amazing i cried so many times reading it it is it's so good and it's also it was so weird because i feel like the book cover and the title kind of sells itself short it absolutely does i don't think it matches up with the book at all i don't either because it's a book essentially a lot of it's on insecurity and it's not like i don't insecurity is like i have struggled with a ton of things but insecurity yeah. on the one hand is probably like i would have struggled with pride more than insecurity like it's never that has not always been like my biggest issue like if i were to reach for a book to like learn on something that wouldn't necessarily be like the first thing that i would pick doesn't mean that i don't deal with it it's just not like my main thing yeah but it made me realize i actually did i read through it with alicia and taylor too again and we did, like a little bit of like the study and it's like it it's weird because even if you don't think you struggle with certain things, this book makes you realize, yeah. like, it brings it up. You're oh, like, yeah. oh, like, I had no idea. It's just, it's not, like, obviously, everyone deals with insecurity, but it just brings up random things that you had no idea yeah. that you're even struggling with. Like, it is, it is so, I don't even know how to describe it. That book. Yeah, I, the title, again, yeah, like, I agree because... One of my friends, um, she was the one who recommended it to me and she has somebody, you know, she's somebody who like really has struggled with like rejection of like Mm -hmm. her parents and stuff like that. And so she was like, hey, I really think you should read this book. And I was like, I mean, I don't really feel like that applies to me. And she was like, no, 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 like just read it. So I was like, okay, fine. And then I read it and I was like, wait, whoa, there's so much more to this book. And I just kept posting about it, posting about it because every chapter was something that was just like smacking me in the face and like i would be on a plane ride and i would just be like crying and i'd be like this person next to me probably thinks i'm such a weirdo but really like 
I remember there was something in there, um, Alter, that really hit me that it said something like, um, what was it? Transformation. No, information without yes. application does not equate transformation. And I was like, like mind blown. Whoa. Cause like for the longest time I was like, why am I so stagnant in my relationship with God? Why am I listening to all these podcasts, reading all these books, going to church every single week and nothing's changing. And it's because you can't just hear it. You have to apply it. It has to go from your mind to your heart and you have to apply it into your life. And that like, I remember just like saving that picture and being like, holy crap. Yeah. It's like such a simple equation, but it means so much. No, that was huge. There's so many points in this book. I can't even describe it to you, but I, that's huge. Also, I just think about, I go to Zoe's college. I'm in a teaching setting almost every single day. Like I'm either at church or in class or I go to Southeastern University. Like I'm always learning something. So that's honestly like right now where I'm at, like that's why I'm like not on social media right now, which is fine. But like just random things that are like distracting I'm like, I need in order to like be able to like hear like whatever it is, like the voice of God or like anything. Basically, I'm like, I'm so distracted and so overwhelmed that like I'm getting so much information and knowledge, but I'm not, I feel like I'm just like driving at like 160 miles an hour and I can't apply anything or actually take anything in. So like I do this a lot, like I'll like eliminate a bunch of distractions and like really just like be for like a second and like kind of gather my thoughts because I'm like, I don't even know what I think right now. I don't know like. I feel like I haven't learned like I feel like for so long I had a new like sort of like revelation like a new thought like every few months that would like really like carry me and I would learn so much from it but I'm like I can't even tell you anything right now like there's so much like knowledge and stuff that's being like thrown my way that I'm like I'm not changing I'm the same I'm like probably worse than I used to be I am worse than I used to be I've actually like I've I've realized that as well either with that that can go with faith and even in fitness mm-hmm. as well. But specifically about fit, faith right now is like when you are so heavily like in that, I wouldn't say that industry, but in the church, yeah. um, you know, there's so much information and people throwing Bible verses at you and this and that, that like you almost just become numb to it. Yeah. And that's like almost like a dangerous spot to be in when you become numb to God's word or what someone's saying. But, you know, when you grow up in the church, like I've grown up in the church and you hear the same things every day, like God loves you, John three sixteen, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it just becomes numb to you to where it's like, it has no impact on your life. And then it just takes like a really powerful message or like you on your own realizing like, okay, like this verse has so much meaning to it. And I should be applying this, like not just think, thinking like, okay, yeah, you know, God gave his only son, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, like that is like the pinnacle of our our religion you know yeah so i don't want like i don't want things to become a routine or to like become numb to it and like i definitely feel like i am right now and just like the past probably like few months i feel like i just haven't almost had not that i need to like control my life but i haven't had like control over like my thoughts like not so hard like just it's so hard there's actually hold on there is a quote i have here it is from the book the mind feast on what it focuses on what consumes my thinking will be the making or the breaking of my identity that's from uninvited and yes I'm like, i remember her saying that yeah and i'm like i have no i don't even know what i'm like what my mind is focusing on like i used to be so intentional about everything and now i'm like i don't like what i'm like i don't I know think what's going you, on did you post it on your instagram story at some point probably oh yeah. i definitely did. i remember being like oh my gosh because like there's so many books about your mindset and like how your power how your thoughts have so much power i'm like reading one right now and like joyce myers has one Mm -hmm. and like it's seriously scary how true it is like what you think will turn into actions and like that will become like your identity in a way if you're not careful about what your thoughts are oh yeah and i'm like i don't feel like myself i don't feel like i just feel weird i'm like i just don't i'm like it's not good so tip if you're feeling that way take a step back yes i don't think for me especially, I'm someone who loves being super, like, I try not to say the word busy. Having a full schedule. Me too. I think I'm like Judah Smith. I'm like, that's <laughs> what he says. But, like, I love always having something to do. I love going fast and, like, working really hard. But it's, so it's really difficult for me to, like, take a step back and just be for a second and, like, yeah. figure myself out, which is not good. Like, you're supposed to work hard, but you're also supposed to rest. Yes. And, like, I don't have the rest part down. Working on Me that. Either. <laughs> but it's really, like, vital. So, typically, I get to, like, a place where I'm 
not I don't want to say rock bottom but like in a bad place you're just exhausted I'm exhausted I'm like I don't know like just in every area of my life so I wish that I was more intentional something I want to be better at about taking breaks as time goes on and like being like I don't necessarily feel like I need to do this right now but like I do need to do this you know what I'm saying yeah like I wait until the very end to where I'm like okay well this is kind of drastic I have to do this for like 10 days blah 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 blah. you know like I don't think like I don't want to keep getting to that point but that's just a that's definitely it's so hard though because I feel like that could just be your personality like that's just how I am too you know that is definitely just how I am it's so hard um but yeah the whole wrestling as well like Saturday and Sundays really are my time where I kind of take off of social media. I don't post videos. I used to post every single Saturday, and that was, like, really detrimental to me and my health and, like, enjoying the weekends and being with my friends. So I decided to shift that. Um, And then, like, working out as well. Like, I have a nutritionist, and she has been begging me for – since we started working together six weeks ago, she's like, you need to take a rest. Like, literally every week she begs me, and I – still have not been able to bring myself to do it yeah she's like i wish she's like i wish she would just take a week off of working out and to me that sounds like the most miserable thing ever i'm like no no no, you don't understand yeah so like i'm trying to work on that but yeah like the rest portion it's just like maybe that's a pride thing where you don't yes. want to give yourself a rest because you pride yourself in being busy and being a girl boss and working yeah. hard because i was actually just watching a video yesterday um do you know Brittany dawn fitness she's from dallas yeah yeah she was talking about rest and she she used to pride herself in being the busy girl boss who always worked from you know 7 a.m to 7 p.m at night um but she never let herself rest so now she's giving herself days where she rests and i'm like maybe that's what i should do yeah that's why i really backed off of like girl boss stuff because i was like i don't like the lifestyle that i'm like not that every girl like thing with the girl boss it's not it was more it was way more self-induced but i was like i don't know it's like i still love the whole girl boss thing but for me I was almost like finding identity and how hard I was working yeah and I needed to stop because I'm like this is not healthy it's so healthy to rest and also I think more than anything it's a control thing like I can control how hard I'm working I can control this that's the thing with us being self-employed working for ourselves doing YouTube social media like the world revolves around us which sucks but it does and like we are our own boss and so like yeah like when you push yourself hard and no one else is motivating you and it's just self-motivation then it's kind of like yeah look at me like i'm self-motivated look at me doing this but then it also can become a problem yeah. where it comes like it can be prideful in a way so yeah, yeah i kind of got, got it yourself in check for that yeah i was like i don't want young girls looking up to this and thinking that you need to do this like it's yes. not yeah also another quote i just saw from the book says people who care more about being right than ending right prove just how wrong they were all along oh it's like dang ouch yeah i'm actually looking for pictures i take of the of taken of the book because took in that's not a word taken taken of the book um because i remember like literally every day when i was reading uninvited i would take pictures and i would just be like mind blown by it um so i'm trying to find some other ones yeah, I think the number, the one that I said earlier was the one that really just like stood out to me about why I wasn't seeing transformation or growth in my life is just because if you don't apply the word, then it just it yeah, can't just, go anywhere, you know? A book then, like, all right, this is actually, this is good for you. Okay. Also, something that we've just been talking about in normal life off of cameras and vlogging and podcasting lately is just like the thought of worrying about what people think and how you feel like you've just gotten so much better about that what tell us like a little bit about that oh I could talk about this forever but I'll try and keep it short um yeah I realized in my career in my YouTube channel that I was always comparing myself and I have like multiple different friend groups you know I have a friend group in Hermosa I have my LA friends YouTube friends church friends Dallas friends like family and there's all these multiple different groups of people that I felt like would you know give me their opinion even if I didn't ask for it or they would ask me how work was going and I would always feel like I had to prove myself um and my parents always like how's YouTube going and like just I was getting so many opinions from people that it really started to affect my self-view of myself and my channel and what I was doing because almost everything that I was doing was somewhat driven by what is the one person going to think about me? Is this going to get me good good feedback, bad feedback? Like, what is that going to be like? And it really just overconsumed my mind. And people would tell me all the time, like, Janine, you carry too much about what people think about you. And I'd be like, no, I don't. Or I'd admit it a little bit and be like, ha, yeah, I know. And would never do anything about it to where it literally broke me. And I just lost my freaking mind. 
And I was having a conversation with my videographer back in Dallas, name's Tim. And we were not even supposed to have this conversation. And he was like, what is the root of like your issues like right now? And we got down to the bottom of it. And the bottom line was I care too much about what people think about me. And it's really sickening because it really does. It makes you lose who you are, who God created you to be. God really did create us to be different than everybody else. Like we are unique in our own ways. So if you're just becoming like everybody else and you are losing who God designed you to be and your purpose for your career and your life. And so, you know, for the longest time, like I really did want to talk about certain things like boys and dating and helping girls get over bad relationships and God and all this stuff. And I was like, no, 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 that's not trendy. No one's going to like that. It's going to get bad feedback. So I just strayed away from it. And now I've, now that I, you know, I'm slowly starting to care less and less. I want to get back into that, you know, not caring about what people think about you is not something you just lose overnight. That's a continual thing. But I just feel like I've gotten so much better about it. Like on my Instagram, you know, talking about what I want to talk about, captions of what I, whatever I want to say, photos, posting whatever I want to post, like so much better. And I'm so relieved about that. I think too, with what you said, how it doesn't just happen overnight. This is such a like church term, but it's like a daily surrender. Like you have to like, yeah, like die to self essentially. Yes. And just like taking your cross up daily. <laughs> yeah, literally. We just like keep going on and like, yeah, it's like, let go, let God. Anyways, <laughs> gosh, it's so bad. But it really is. It's like a daily, you have to just stop yeah you know like stop and just stop caring right which is a lot easier said than done so much it's but yeah. my parents I think it's just the way that I was raised though is that I don't know what they did but it's I like none of my siblings like were no one really just like people just don't care I don't know what they did yeah but I'm like I just like obviously you care with a grain of salt and stuff and it's like I care a lot about people but I don't know. I think to some extent you have to care, but for also, sure, like, like when Nikki was saying that, like Gabby just doesn't care. People think about yeah. her, and I was like, haha, like can't relate, because like for the longest time, like I just didn't care. Like I was always so like scared of like, okay, what does my hair look like? Um, is this person gonna think this about me? What am I saying? Like always having to overthink everything, and I don't like that because it's a really like debilitating feeling, yeah. and it really immobilizes you from growth and everything like that, and so. Yeah, it definitely is a continual thing where, like, you have to remind yourself and you have to surrender. You have to literally ask God for help. You have to help have people around you help you and everything. But it's a, it's a thing, like, in the moment when you notice you're doing it, you have to catch yourself and stop. Yeah. You've gotten so much better about it, though. You think? Yeah, you definitely have. Oh, thank God. That's so nice to hear. Thank you. <laughs> See, like, words <laughs> of affirmation. So See, look at me. I'm growing. Thank you. Oh, we're I'm both so growing. No, we well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank today. you for having me. That was so I'm fun. I'm so excited. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was saying earlier in your intro that you have really seen me grow up. I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but. <laughs> totally, no. I've literally known Kenzie for like five or six years. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. That's so weird. Yeah. Uh, okay, Texas well, babes. I love you. I love you too. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on here. All right. Bye, girly. Bye. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you guys did, let us know by leaving a review or a rating. If you guys want, you can find me across all socials at Kenzie Elizabeth and my YouTube channel. Love you guys so much, and I will talk to you guys next Thursday.